welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log Day 89 Sleep on the Floor It's finally here. After almost 90 field logs, something that I've been mentioning again and again and promising I would do a field log on has finally showed up on the list. Today we are talking about sleeping on the floor. Why should you sleep on the floor? Should you sleep on the floor? What are the benefits, mental, spiritual, physical, all of the reasons that one might do this? Now, to preface this, if you don't have the context, if this is maybe your first field log, well, first of all, welcome. And second of all, I sleep on the floor two nights a week. I used to sleep on the floor every night. I don't do that anymore. Primary reason is really that uh, not having a bed in your bedroom is, is maybe a bit too ascetical, a bit too austere even for me. But I like to sleep on the floor. Why do I like to sleep on the floor? The primary reason is mental. Right? There are lots of health benefits, or well, maybe not lots. There's a couple of health benefits, reasons why you might want to do this. Same as cold showers, right? This is something that I recommend as well. But for me, the primary reason is mental. And I first came up with this idea by reading a book called The Talent Code. And I've mentioned that before. I'll link that in the show notes if you want to go check that out. There is a man, and I think his name is Daniel Coyle, wrote a book called The Talent Code. And he basically spent, I think it was a couple of years, traveling around to what he calls hotbeds of talent. There are certain locations that for some reason seem to just pump out world-class content. And this could be anything, right? This could be music. There's an example of a tennis club. There is uh, like a swim team of some sort as well. It's been a while since I've read it. But what he does, or what he did at least, is after visiting these hotbeds, he compiled a list of things that he saw pop up again and again, right? One of the examples is practice slowly. If you're practicing a piece of music, you might play it at a quarter speed, really slowly, making sure you get it absolutely perfect, and then slowly increasing the pace, things like that. Well, one of the rules he found is that Spartan conditions keep the brain hungry. And his explanation for this is, If you imagine a man living in, let's say, luxury, right? Cushy bed, comfortable clothes, three meals a day, he's always well-fed, he's always, everything's always temperature controlled. What that does to your brain is your brain starts to realize just how comfortable everything is. And your brain says, there's no need for us to try really hard. There's no need for us to risk ourselves, to push, to be in discomfort because life is comfortable. And From a biological perspective, all your brain really wants is to eat, sleep, and reproduce. And if you're in a very comfortable environment, very cushy environment, you can do that. So what's the real reason to go seek out, you know, novelty, difficulty, those kinds of things? The reason we do that naturally is because your brain wants to ensure survival. Once everything's comfortable, it doesn't do that anymore. Well, Spartan conditions, what Daniel Coyle calls, you know, things like, for example, sleeping on the floor. You know, having bare walls, having maybe rundown equipment. What that signals to your brain is, this isn't good enough and I need to push harder. 
So you can you can reap that benefit. You can basically get free motivation, free drive by simulating Spartan conditions, by putting yourself into constant discomfort, by keeping things very simple, by practicing asceticism, basically is what I'm trying to say, right? And we talk about asceticism all the time, of course, because I'm Orthodox, asceticism is at the front of my mind, right? A, a lot of things that we do in Orthodoxy are ascetical. We fast, right? We do late night vigils, sometimes even all night vigils. I've, done, I've never done an all night vigil, but in monasteries, for example, they might pray all night for something, right? They do things, you know, if you think about the monastic tradition, especially, they wear like these plain black clothes. They live in really small, they're called cells. The rooms that monks live in called, are called cells. A lot of what they do is just self-denial. And what that does is it helps you stay humble, right? And it helps you stay disciplined. And of course, the spiritual benefit of understanding that these worldly things don't ultimately mean anything. Well, I found from being Orthodox that ascetical practices aren't just good for the spiritual life. And of course, that's a primary benefit. But they're good for keeping you hungry. So all of that to say that really the primary reason to sleep on the floor, the primary reason why I sleep on the floor two nights a week, right? Tuesday night and Thursday night as part of the weekly fasts is for the discipline, is for who it's turning you into. You sleep on the floor because you're reminding yourself, just like Seneca did, right? And this is a story I've told before, but I'll tell it again. Seneca, the great Stoic philosopher, was a very rich man, right? He was a senator. And once a month, for I think it was three days, he would wear rags, he would sleep on the floor, he would drink rainwater, and he would eat, I think it was rice and beans, all the while asking himself, is this the condition I so feared? Right, what does that mean? He would live in poverty on purpose, 10% of the time, right? If you think about a month, 30 days. Three of those 30 days consecutively, he would live in poverty, in complete poverty, self-imposed, just to remind himself that there is nothing scary about this. There is nothing scary about this discomfort. There's nothing scary about living simply. In fact, you know, you take that one step further in the Christian worldview, in the Orthodox worldview, there is beauty in living simply. Right? There is some beauty to it, definitely. So that's why I do it. That's why I sleep on the floor. That's why I want you to sleep on the floor. That's why I want you to experiment with this, right? After hearing the whole, you know, 20 and change minutes of this field log, I want you to consider today, if you want to try out sleeping on the floor, I want to encourage you. I want to push you to do something that no one else is doing, right? Very few people do this. You hear about cold showers a lot, and there definitely is, I would say, probably more obvious health benefits to the cold shower, right? You get that cortisol spike in the morning, gives you a lot of energy, it's a hormetic stressor, so your immune system improves. I always notice that it's good for my skin, right? The cool water, the cold water calms down any sort of inflammation I might have. If I've been eating bread, right? I don't tolerate bread well. If I've been eating like trash for some reason or another, you get all those benefits. But sleeping on the floor is sort of one of those unknown cousins to the cold shower. So it's something that no one is really talking about. No one's really doing. I want you to consider doing this just because it's just another tool in your arsenal and you might find that you don't like it. But we'll, we'll talk about the recommendation at the end. I want to continue this thought about the, the discipline, right, that comes from sleeping on the floor. When you imagine yourself 
as the kind of man that God is calling you to be, right? For men who listen to the Field Log podcast, for men who do the Warrior King training protocol, for men who've done the 2023 goal setting guide, for men who talk about this stuff with their friends, encourage their friends to follow the seven commitments, to commit their life to God, to stewardship, to their bodies, to craft, to mind, to relationships, to leisure, commit themselves to being exceptional in the service of others. Doesn't a man like that do something that seems as crazy as sleeping on the floor? Right, when you woke up this morning, and I'm assuming you're listening to this in the morning for, because for the first time in God knows how long, I'm actually scheduling this ahead of time so you can listen to this first thing in the morning. And of course, please forgive me for having been so lackadaisical recently, really. But if you are listening to this in the morning, as it's intended, right, as the description to the podcast says, first thing in the morning, you got out of your comfortable bed, I would imagine, or maybe not so comfortable couch, but something cushioned. You had a blanket and a pillow and Maybe the bed was nice and cozy, warm, the sheets were clean, I hope, right? It's important. And you got up, and maybe you didn't want to get up. I know sometimes I don't want to get up. But you dragged yourself out of bed from the comfort of the bed into this sort of cold apartment or house, right? You should be setting your temperature relatively cold at night. Helps you sleep better. That's not really the image of the warrior king. At least not in my mind. Maybe for you it's different. But, you know, hear me out here. Imagine rather that you woke up this morning or maybe, you know, tomorrow morning because you're just now listening to this. You wake up tomorrow morning. You decided to sleep on the floor. And you wake up. You open your eyes. You're on the floor like a foot soldier, like a peasant. The floor is not particularly comfortable. There might be, a, you know, a small carpet, a thin carpet. But you have a blanket, you have a pillow, and you have the floor. And then you get up and you're sitting on the very bottom of the environment that you're in, the room that you're in. And then you get up and you go to work. And that image of the man sleeping on the floor and getting up and getting to work is something very vivid to me, right? It's something very evocative, right? This is the kind of image that I have of the man that God wants me to be, that I want to be, of course. So even visually, it makes sense, you know, sort of in the visualization, in the mind's eye, it makes sense to sleep on the floor. It's going to make you different. The ability to to walk to your bed on a Tuesday night or Thursday night, or maybe you're more hardcore than me. Maybe you just do it seven days a week now. And you grab your blanket and you grab your pillow and you drag them off the bed and you put them on the floor and you say, this is where we're sleeping. Not on the comfortable bed. I'm looking right at it. But this is where we're sleeping. And my bed is also, my bed is very comfortable. I have a big mattress. I have a foam topper. It is very comfortable. And then to willingly forego that. That's the kind of man that I'm encouraging you to be. That's the kind of man I want to be, right? Because I skip it sometimes. I forget a lot. Or sometimes I don't feel like it. By and large, you know, two days a week. Now, there's also health benefits to sleeping on the floor. If you know Kelly Starrett, who I've mentioned before, Right, he wrote a book called "The Becoming a Supple Leopard." Right, I blanked on it for a second. "Becoming a Supple Leopard." I've mentioned the book before. Link that in the show notes again for you this time, if I remember. And he did an episode on the Tim Ferriss podcast that I heard years and years ago. And I remember him talking about—I think it was on that podcast, or it might have been some other YouTube video—that 
that if you have certain mobility restrictions, like tight hip flexors, for example, which pretty much everybody has, even I have them, when you lay down in your bed, this is especially true for athletes, you might find yourself putting your ankle under your other leg's knee, right? Maybe right ankle under left knee or left ankle under right knee, right? That's a very famous sleeping position. I'm sure you can visualize what I'm talking about. And the reason we do that is because our hip flexors are so tight that when our legs are completely straight, our lumbar spine has to round or uh, overextend a little bit. Well, sleeping on the floor is going to very slowly undo that, right? And of course, I'm gonna, when I get into recommendations on how to actually sleep on the floor, we'll talk about putting a pillow under your knees. But for now, even when you do that, you're very slowly going to get a good, good stretch in your hip flexor, right? If you have a very soft bed, your hips, your glutes are going to sink into the bed and that's going to create a natural crease in your hip flexor like a little V-shape, and that's going to keep those tightnesses exactly how they are. So one of the benefits is it's going to slowly improve your posture over time. So there's a little health benefit for you right there, right? There's a little performance benefit for you right there. The same is going to happen with your shoulders, right? If you have shoulders that roll forward, right? Your anterior delts, the part of your delt, shoulder muscle that's in the front, and your pecs are very tight, then your upper back is going to round because your shoulders are being pulled forward. Sleeping on the floor... You don't have a soft cushion mattress to basically support that position. And then your shoulders are very slowly going to sag back down. There's going to be weight over the course of eight hours of just your arms slowly pulling you into a better posture. So there's another health benefit right there. I've also found because heat rises that, you know, even the two feet or three feet that your bed might be off the ground can make a difference in temperature. And if you run a little hot at night, sleeping on the floor will keep you cooler. Right? So there's postural benefits, there's a little bit of a sleeping benefit. And then of course, when you wake up the next morning, it's going to be easier to get out of quote-unquote bed, right? get up and get to work because you're not really that comfortable. So there's a little bit of a health benefit. You're not just doing this for nothing. And I, of course, think that the discipline alone should be reason enough to do this. Right, Who you're becoming should be reason enough to do this. But if that doesn't quite convince you, it's also good for your posture, for your performance, might help with sleep quality a little bit. Now that out of the way, let's talk about how to start sleeping on the floor. There's basically two hurdles you're going to have to overcome, or two things you need to consider, rather. The first is, how do I get myself to actually do this, right? Because maybe you're not looking forward to it, it's going to be very uncomfortable compared to what you're used to. And then also, like, what are the actual techniques that you should be using to sleep on the floor? Well, let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about how to get yourself to do something like this. My recommendation is to use all of the habit-forming techniques that we've talked about before, right? To ease into it as much as you can. Now, unfortunately, sleeping is something that, you know, takes hours and hours already, right? There isn't really a way to, I'm going to sleep two minutes on the floor and then sleep uh, the last, I don't know, nine hours or eight hours and 58 minutes in my bed. But what I would recommend to try to get your feet wet is maybe you take a nap some days. Or maybe you take a nap once a week on Saturday or something. I would start by taking that nap on the floor. You know, once a week, you can take a 20-minute nap on the floor. And if you don't find yourself falling asleep, you can lay there for 20 minutes. And if you haven't fallen asleep, then you can move to the bed then and do your regular nap. You know, it might take a little more time, but you're going to get used to at least lying on the floor. So you want to start as small as you can. 
whatever your target is, right? For me, I do sleep on the floor two days a week. I used to sleep on the floor seven days a week. So if your target is something like two days a week, then you might start with once a week for 20 minutes taking a nap. And after you've done that for a little while, you might change that nap into once a week on, I don't know, Thursday night, Friday night, whatever it is, Sunday night, I'm going to try to sleep on the floor the whole eight hours. Because now you're used to sleeping on the floor semi-regularly, now you can ingrain it as something that you do for an eight-hour duration. And if your target is two nights a week, then of course, eventually you introduce the second night and congratulations, you are now the kind of man who sleeps on the floor two nights a week. And of course, if your goal is seven or six or five, whatever it is, you can work up to that slowly over time. If you want to create the habit and you keep forgetting, which is something that's usual, obviously the easiest way to prevent that is have an alarm for when you go to sleep at that particular day of the week or those days of the week, have it go off right before bedtime and have it read, sleep on the floor tonight, just to remind yourself. If you find yourself wanting to sleep on the floor, but every time it comes up, you say, ah, I'll do it next week, and you keep skipping it, you might need some external pressure, right? External pressure is really good for doing things like this. Tell your closest friend, tell whatever brothers you have in the Warrior King space. If you're doing this by yourself, if you're listening to this by yourself, please, please, please find somebody to do this stuff with you, right? You should be spreading the word regardless, especially if you believe in this stuff. Definitely would make me happy, right? Our listener numbers are always very slowly creeping up. We're now getting about five to seven listeners for every episode um, in the first few days, it used to be three to four. So the numbers are very, very slowly creeping up. But, you know, spread the word, find some guys who believe in this stuff too to use the toolkit and then tell that guy or one of those guys, maybe you have a group chat or something, or maybe you are in the Discord, which uh, link in the show notes, should be in the show notes. I think I might've forgotten to put it. I'll uh, make myself a note to add that if I remember. But find somebody who believes in the philosophy. And have that person keep you accountable. Ask that person to text you that night when you plan on sleeping on the floor. Hey, are you going to sleep on the floor tonight, right? Get, get into bed, get ready, send me a selfie from the floor. And then the next morning, grab your phone and send me a picture of like the pillow and the blankets on the floor or something. And if you're staging that stuff and then sleeping in your bed and waking up the next morning and staging it again and sending the picture, then I mean, quite frankly, you should be ashamed of yourself. But find someone to keep you accountable externally. There was a little while where I was having trouble waking up on time. I had a friend who said, send me a text. I just got out of bed every morning for this week. Right? We had a bet. I did it for about five or six days. And then I forgot that I gave him $20 because that was a bet. But that definitely made me get out of bed on time. So get some accountability. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk about. So the first thing was, how do I actually get myself to do this? What's a good strategy here? The second thing is, what should you be doing technique-wise? First thing I would recommend is make sure the floor is clean, obviously. Um, if you don't have carpet in your bedroom, if it's hard floor, hardwood floor, or, you know, like tiles or something, I don't know, I would recommend laying down something, right? Maybe sleeping on the hardwood floor is a bit too intense. If that's what you want to do, you absolutely can. But I'll probably lay down a rug or something, at least something to, something cloth, something that's not hard between you and the floor. Get a pillow, and put it under your knees to elevate your knees slightly if it's uncomfortable to lay straight on the floor, right? Get a pillow with good neck support. And of course, all of this is assuming you sleep on your back. If you absolutely under no circumstances can ever sleep on your flat back, if you're a side sleeper or a stomach sleeper, on your stomach, put a pillow under your hips to elevate your hips slightly. It's the same as putting a pillow under your knees. Helps give you a little crease. 
in your hip flexor. And if you sleep on your side, put a pillow on your side, slightly above your hips and below your rib cage, just so that your uh, spine doesn't sort of sag in. That could be very uncomfortable. And you can Google this. You can sleep, Google benefits of sleeping on the floor, click on images, Google images, and you'll see some pictures of where to put the pillows. But you might have to do that, especially if you're not particularly mobile. I'm a relatively flexible person. I still put a pillow under my knees, right? I prefer to sleep on my back. I try as much as I can to sleep on my back just because I believe it's healthier and I don't want to snore or get like sleep apnea or something. But if you do all those things, if you make a plan, if you get external accountability if needed, if you get the pillows, put them in the right places, you sleep on the floor a couple of times a week, you'll change. It's like the cold shower. I just met up with a really close friend of mine who used to go to my church who had to move for work, right? And I, I fully support that, right? You should be pursuing your stewardship potential. He moved to work for work to another city. And when we caught up a couple of days ago, he came up, visited our church. He told me, you know, I've been following the project. I've been taking cold showers pretty consistently. There was one month where I really couldn't get myself to do it, but eventually I broke through that mental barrier and I went back to taking my cold showers. And it's those kind of hurdles. It's overcoming that kind of stuff, right? Those obstacles that ultimately become the way to you becoming the man you're supposed to be. So I said, man, that's fantastic. That's great. You know, like kudos to you because I remember when I started taking cold showers and just how hard it was in the beginning. Now it's autopilot. It is. It's been more than two years. I do it on autopilot. And when you become the kind of man who can sleep on the floor on autopilot, who can take cold showers on autopilot, who can go to the gym and just do it and not think about it and eat clean and do your prayers and study your craft and, and develop your mind and be charismatic and build rapport and all of that stuff, but second nature, that is so fundamentally different to who we all start out as. So sleep on the floor. That's your assignment for today. Just try it one time. If you absolutely hate it, you absolutely despise it, you don't believe in any of this, try it at least once tonight. Make a note in your calendar or your notes app or create an, a reminder in your phone, even better. Right before bedtime, sleep on the floor tonight. Grab two or three pillows, one under your knees, one under your neck, good neck support if you sleep on your side, put one under your side if you sleep on your stomach, put one under your hips. Sleep on the floor tonight, right? If you want to build up to it, maybe take a nap tonight or this weekend or something, but schedule it in, try it out. And if you do that, and you actually start sleeping on the floor, and you live Spartan, you'll find your discipline shooting through the roof, you'll find yourself getting closer to the man you're supposed to be, and everyone around you will benefit from you sleeping on the floor. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show, that always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.